Hey guys, it's Brian here. It's been so long and I'm so glad to be back. We definitely know there are a lot of things going on in the world as it relates to social injustices, racial tensions, and COVID-19. Ken and I definitely plan to have a conversation on those things once we get our thoughts together. But today, we plan to sit down with new friend to the show, Veronique, to discuss singleness. So grab some friends, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Brian. I'm not even going to count the time. I'm just going to say, hey, girl. Yes, love you. Love you, too. So excited to see your face. We doing the color purple meeting. Yes. We never <laughs> <parted>. <laughs> but we didn't part from each other, but we yeah. may have parted for a while from the people. Yes. But guess what? How are you guys? Hey, hey. Hope you all are awesome. The yes. Lord is shining his face upon you. Yes. And all is well. It's Sunday fun day. It is Sunday fun day. It is a really fun day. It was. Okay, so listen, we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about that we're not going to talk about right now. Yes. Because today, today is all about yes. celebration. Yes. Yes. Celebrate, celebrate. <laughs> hey, hey. Okay, maybe that was a little. We weren't supposed to. What was the gospel version of this? Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's gospel enough. No, oh, okay. <laughs> the Lord said, we shall. No, okay. What, uh, every, no, the you, Lord ain't say. You can rejoice with people. Yeah, you can. And and the Lord said, lift every voice and sing. He didn't. He did say everything that has, has breath. breath. That's uh-huh. what I was going with. Okay, it. they finally. All right, we got it. Okay. That's Listen. all you need. Uh, accountability <laughs> partner just to bring you back. Like yeah. when you go off a straight mm-hmm. with a monkey in the bush. Yeah. You just. I know, <laughs> I know, because I'm usually the one that has to be brought back. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? Today. I'm excited. Yeah. You're excited. I'm excited. We have a homegirl. Yeah. New, <laughs> new friend to the show. New friend to the show. Veronique in the building. Oh, hey, oh. girl. Hey. Hey, y'all. Hey. How you doing? Fabulous. Oh. Yay. Okay. She's so sweet, y'all. I know. Oh. Okay. So, listen here. All right. Right now, we're celebrating Veronique. Because she just had a birthday. Okay. Yes. Happy birthday to you. All Thank right, you. girl. Another trip around the sun. Yes. Yeah. So, Veronique is so amazing. She's like our new little sister. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's so, you know, it's very refreshing to get new friends. It in is. a different it way. Is. Like, it's so cool. Because you think at a certain age, you're done making friends. No new friends. You're right. Yes. You straight like, Drake. Yeah. No new friends. First of all, you know that's my motto. Right. I'm, I'm great. No new friends. But shout out to Josh because he definitely brought us a gym to our little circle. Yeah. Because we love us some very neat. Yeah, so let's tell the story really quickly. So Safari Josh, which is one of our friends, um, he was on the podcast some episodes ago, um, called me up one day and was like, hey, like, I just met this girl. I think you guys would love to meet her. Yeah. What if we set up a Zoom call? So this is, like, right in the thick of COVID. And I was just like, okay, like, sure. And so we all got on a Zoom call, and I swear we were on call, like, on a call for, like, two hours. Yeah. It was a long time. Um, but, yeah, like, who knew? Because, first of all, who calls you to meet a new friend? Right. Zoom? right. <laughs> that he had just met. Go ahead, just yeah. That day. That day. Yeah. yeah so. So that was kind of um, fun and unique. And so ever since then, we've just been developing this friendship. Yeah. And so it's been really cool. And intentional. And she's just amazeballs. Yeah. <laughs> I just, she's so much better than me. So I'm happy about that. All right. Uh, right? Because let me tell you, if I was her at that age, man, my life would be so much different now. Yeah. I just, it's a breath of fresh air. Right. Okay. <laughs> So let us be uh, tell us you the professional things about Veronique. First of all, Veronique is the creator and host of favorite and fabulous podcast. Yes, check her out, y'all. Yes, and so um, she also got a new gig. We're not gonna put all her business out in the street, but she is doing some marketing and communications for a dope organization. That is uh, Jesus focused, right. and yes. so very excited uh, for her for that. And I'm just excited to talk to you, girl. I'm excited too. Yay! Yeah. But today we're not talking about none of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have plans to talk about something that uh, Ken and I haven't talked about in a in a long time. Probably like maybe since the first year we did the podcast. <laughs> maybe second year. Maybe second year. Mm. One of those years. Yeah. We don't talk about it often, right? Yeah. And so in meeting Veronique for the first time and her telling us about her podcast and 
what it was about and um, mm-hmm. just her life's journey was like, oh, <laughs> oh, we should probably talk about this since we haven't in yeah. so long. And so definitely decided we were going to definitely bring her on in some way, form, shape, size, capacity. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm this, sure this is not the first time, first and last time we've heard right. from her. But <laughs> yes, but we're gonna, today we're going to talk about singleness. And so if you guys have girlfriends out there, you know this is a topic that whether, you know, at some point you were single, still single, it's always good to get with your girlfriends and just talk life, dating, love, because it's it consumes us. Yeah, <laughs> especially with being in COVID nineteen, you definitely have a lot of time on your hands or mm-hmm. on your plate, and certain things that probably weren't at the forefront are probably now kind of gone to the forefront. Because yes. you're at least in my case, it has because I do live alone and not being able to have friends around or go to hang out with friends. It's just like. I'm single with no kids, with, right. <laughs> with right. no family that's in the house. So, yeah, I'm in. Hello, hello. Is anybody here? Anybody home? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely was a wake-up call to, like, no, it's just me. Yeah, and you, God. Made, you made a good point, and that's something we just want to just say a quick, you know, prayer for or word of encouragement for anybody out there who is going through this season and you feel alone, like, we feel you. We're here for you. We're sending positive thoughts, love, and light your way. Yes. Because this has been a hard season for a lot of people for many different reasons. And, yeah. you know, I think it's good that you brought that up. Like, you know, uh, quarantine. Like, everybody has jokes on the internet about how you quarantine. And you're quarantining. Up in June. <laughs> <laughs> for those people quarantining alone, like, alone, yeah. alone. Like, not only are you single, but you have no kids. You don't have no pet. You don't have no nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. That could be hard. And yeah. so we really have to... Think about the mental uh, effects that's going to happen once this is over, which that probably won't be, it probably won't be technically over for a while, but that's a real thing. It is. So guys, stay in tune with your peeps, your circles, Zoom Mm -hmm. call, FaceTime, hit them up. Y'all be intentional about the relationships that you do have and just don't get stuck in those places. Yeah. Well, all right. all right. But until then, you know what? Go get you a glass of cold water and listen to us, like, laugh and maybe sniffle about, <laughs> about relationships. Okay, I'm joking. Nobody's going to cry. All right, Verony. <laughs> all about you. So our motto is God is in the details. And we like to start every show with uh, our guests talking about how God has been in their details. So just overall, a little snapshot. Okay. Um God has been in the details of my life since um, my life began. Um, so, in being born, it's so funny because my birthday was a couple of days ago, and I live with my mom now. And she came in my room at five a.m. I had just woke up, and um, she came in all happy, singing "Happy Birthday." And we, as a family, like we're very musically oriented, so we rap, we sing, we, we do whatever. We break out in a song. <laughs> so um, she came in there rapping a song to me for my birthday. And we were laughing, and she she always has to tell her story of how she gave birth to any of her kids, which most mothers love to talk about their labor and delivery. So she was talking to me about um, when I was born and how my heart stopped beating in the womb, um, in the womb, and um, and how they were about to make her have a cesarean birth. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, um, one of the nurses was like, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you. I feel like you've exhausted all your means," and just really helped my mom push me out by laying on her. Yeah, she was tired. (laughs) (laughs) So the nurse laid on her to help me um, come out, and I wasn't breathing when I was first born. But, you know, they they quickly got me together. But I say all that to say, like, that just shows how God has been in the details of my life even since birth and just going through life, high school, undergrad, grad school, and then moving back home even. Um, He's just been in everything and every part of of my life looking back on it. And sometimes I even know that he's been in the details when I didn't realize he was there, but I'm thankful um, for all that. Yeah. Hallelujah. (laughs) I love that. Definitely. So in Veronique is just such a fantastic uh, person, just talking about all of her accomplishments. Um, Tell us about how you got to your start with, this journey into single well not how you got started into the journey of singleness just um what led you to to believe that you needed to take this walk oh that's a good question um because it's a lot (laughs) (laughs) but um so growing up I was I was never um 
anybody's like girlfriend in high school or anything and it kind of made me feel some type of way I ain't gonna lie like it <laughs> yeah. affected my confidence issues growing up for sure because I always feel like nobody wants me the boys call me weird um and so by the time I got to college I met my first like my first real boyfriend mm-hmm. and um we dated for about three years and it was an extremely looking back on the extremely toxic entanglement. But yeah, so we we were together for three years. It was bad, but um it was bad. bad. But yeah. I ain't got no lot to tell you, child. But um <laughs> she Listen, I ain't I say trying to that bash about a lot of stuff. Right. So listen, I'm here for it. I ain't trying to bash nobody. I'm just calling, calling it like I see it, child. But, Raise um. your hands in the background <laughs> if you could also say you were in an entanglement for years and it was bad. Right. Here we go. All right. hands up. <laughs> two hands up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so ended that relationship in 2016, um, right before I got ready to go to grad school in Atlanta. And so I was just dealing with a lot of emotions from that relationship, um, kind of going, kind of unpacking all that had occurred. And I went into like this, what I would call um, rebellion. So earlier that year in 2016, when I really started feeling led to leave the relationship, I found myself spending more time with God and his word and watching more YouTube sermons and just really strengthening my relationship, which is what gave me the courage to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I left and it was like I left and I found out more stuff that like broke my heart all over again. (laughs) So um, after that, I was like, nah, forget all this. And I rebelled. And during my rebellion phase, I like, was out here experimenting, do whatever, doing whatever I thought I wanted to do mm-hmm. to pacify myself and make myself feel better. That lasted for a little while, and then I just had this moment where I was like, "What am I doing? Like, and why?" Mm-hmm. And so, um, after that, I kind of started getting back in in alignment with God, getting back on my journey of just being single and being focused on Him. And then once I moved home after graduating in 2018 I was I was on this journey like I'm not dating anybody I'm celibate I'm minding my business and then um I got into an entanglement child <laughs> I almost stop using that word because it, it don't need to catch like they're trying to make it catch it does. that's hilarious <laughs> too late right. right girl we got to right. stay ooh like Charlotte's Web you just be entangled entangled girl. you know mm-hmm. so um Long story short, the end of last year, I was talking to one of my good girlfriends about, you know, our lives and how we were looking forward to 2020, and we were talking about, like, the things that we wanted to happen or didn't want to happen Mm -hmm. this year, and I was like, girl, I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to be doing the same stuff next year that we've done this year. I want 2020 to be a great year, and she was saying the same thing, so when I got off the phone with her, I really felt led, and now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, the Holy Spirit was leading me to go read some of my old journals, because I've been an avid journaler for a few years now, so I went and read some of them journals, and in the journal like literally a year before like almost to date I was writing about you know not wanting to be in a situationship and not wanting to you know settle for less Mm -hmm. and I was looking at my life and I was doing the same thing that I was talking about I didn't want to do in 2018 going into 2019 and I was like my wake-up moment like whoa I have been repeating these cycles with these mm-hmm. guys. It's just not working out. So you know what? I'm going to pull away from everything. I'm not dating. I'm going to focus on God and really take my singleness seriously. And so that's where I had this turning point in my journey to really be committed to focusing on God. Yeah. yeah. Girl, now listen, you said a mouthful right there. Like, yes. I had to put in my notes, like, okay, I want to go back to the make me feel better statement. Yeah. I want to go back to this. Yes. But before we move forward, I want to talk a little bit about, because you said that, you know, when you were growing up, you were, you felt some type of way that nobody wanted to date you. Yes. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to pause and say something. Do y'all remember... Well, Berenice may have been that person. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, when you were in high school and you you see those people who you were, like, we would say, quote, unquote, were weird or just different. So, you kind of ignored them or they weren't, like, the cute, popular guy. Mm, yeah. And then you see them now on social media and you're like, my God. My God, Stefan. My God. Steve Urkel. Right. And that's crazy because. <laughs> no, but you went from Steve. Yeah, no, but he, he's Steve Urkel now and still popping. Like, he was Steve 
Urkel then, but now he really. Oh, now that's another word. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. You got the ones who were well, Steve Urkel that went to Stefan. Uh-huh. Then the ones the Steve Urkel now that your mind is different. Yeah, like yeah, I want you. I don't want to see. See, see, we gotta do better. When you we gotta young, do better. I'm gonna teach my. I'm gonna teach these little ones around me. Please, girl, because I be the ones that be like, no, he just want to read. That's all he wants to do. That's who you want. That's who you want. Don't even come outside. It don't matter. Right. <laughs> through the window <laughs> yeah but you know okay so let's go back to like your upbringing like how did you learn about relationships was it because Brandy and I talked about this too like did your parents talk to you about relationships was it through observation like where did that like your and that, that's a part of it is probably just natural human nature yeah but where did it even come from like oh I want a boy to pay attention to me mm. It's interesting because I have learned about relationships through all of the above. I feel like most of my lessons about relationships have been through observation Mm -hmm. simply because, um, I mean, I saw it. Like, growing up, I will say one of the main things that I observed and, and internalized even into my adulthood was that relationships didn't last. And it was like this Mm. recurring pattern of, like, break up to make up or just break up to never make up. Like, my parents were never married, so I never saw that, like, unified home with my parents. And Mm -hmm. then even when I look at grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, whatever, it just seemed like a common theme. Like, nobody Mm -hmm. was with who they started with or who their baby (laughs) mama or baby daddy was, Mm -hmm. you know. And even when it came to, like, going to school and having friends, I still remember being in the second grade, and I don't remember um, the girl's name, but... I had a classmate um, who was telling, we were talking about something, and she was saying how she had to ask her mom and her daddy for permission. And I was like, wait, they, they live in the same house together? Like, wow. you yeah. know, that's a thing, you know? Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize, like, that could happen. Like, that's a possibility because I had never seen that. But that's in... so big. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I'm, like, sorry to, like, it's touch okay. you. But, and you're not the first person that I've heard say that, like, even like people I know that have kids that may be single parents, like yeah. mm-hmm. interacting with other kids, like just being surprised that mm-hmm. oh wait, like mm-hmm. that together, yeah, that's like, right. so big. Yeah, right. And then I feel like you know people wonder why we're having this conversation about like just preserving the lives of black men and why like fathers are important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like that's so big yeah, that like you is. were genuinely like. Huh? Right. Like, that's a thing? Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. Sorry, I just had to emphasize, like, how big that is. No, that's okay. The black family is important. Yeah. (laughs) It is. The structure is so important. And I feel like, you know, once once I saw that, then I became more aware of what I lacked. Mm. It kind of awake. It it woke me up to the idea that, okay, I don't have my dad in the same house, even though I would go with him every summer. I didn't realize it was a problem before then. Um, yeah. So the upbringings were very different, and I moved, ended up moving with my dad in high school. Um, so the upbringings were very different. The lessons um, that I learned from either of the two my parents were very different. My mom, being a single parent, she was always very um, strong. So mm-hmm. it was always like, got up. She she had to wear both hats. Yeah. So she gonna take out the trash. She gonna wash the car, but she also gonna cook a good meal. Not that these gender roles even matter, but right. you know some things yeah. are more common for men. But I will say she always taught me how to pay attention to my surroundings. But in doing so, um, I think what we lacked from my mom was the idea that a woman should be taken care of in a way that's like should be protected by her male, by her man. So, mm-hmm. like, um, the man is the head of the household. Because I didn't see that and didn't see a man in that role to be the protector of the house. I saw right. my mom, like, dominate in that area. Right. So, like, what um, is that? Right. You have to do what? So, no, I'm going to do it. Right. 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 Uh, so, if something's going down, like, I'm ready to fight. Because, right. <laughs> like, I know how to right. pay attention to what's going on. But um, yeah. she, and, and with that, it, it even... I guess inspired her to teach her girls. Come on, has three girls. To teach us, like to pay attention to men's behaviors too. So it was like, you know, when a man first wakes up in the morning, that's the first thing on his mind is a woman. Who he gonna get with, you know? So you gotta pay attention to this. He don't want nothing from you but that. And it it gave me this idea that I needed to like preserve myself even because men don't don't have good intentions for me. So I think my mom meant well, but that's one of the things that I really observed and learned from her parenting of me like oh, men don't have the best intentions, and, you know, that makes mm-hmm. sense why people don't last because they ain't nothing no way. You know, right. kind of, that's where it kind of, um, <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
uh, it started there. And then when I moved with my dad, um, seeing some of that behavior from men, but also just hearing, not hearing him talk about a man's perspective or what I should look for in a man and that kind of mm. thing. So all I was really going off of was men don't have good intentions for me and that's why they don't want me because I'm not um, sexually active so they think I'm weird. And that's where it all kind of like came together. Literally, that was my story. I was very popular in high school, contrary to popular belief because they called me weird. I was very popular, but child, I wasn't popular. Wait, so your, your dad said? No, no, no. He didn't. He never He never said any of those things. Oh, okay. Because it's he didn't like, say because anything. Because he didn't say anything. Yeah. I was like, wait. Yeah, no, no, no. My dad. Okay. Yeah. I was like, my wait, dad's like, 101. No, my what dad. Has, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dad. Like, he's, he has not had talks with me about, like, what to look for in a man. He didn't. So he you didn't. were making, you were so making your own conclusions. That, yes, on my own. Yeah. And what my, whatever my mom told me and whatever I observed from other people, which was that yeah. didn't last. So, That's a good point. Because yeah. somebody somewhere was talking about how your parent is your first teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents, you know, no diss to them. They're just out here just listening. Yeah, winking die? it. Did right. Just winging it. Like, right. I'm doing it right. Like, they're like, I'm trying to figure it out. Now I got to intentionally <laughs> teach you. But that's so important. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you know, we left as 12, 10, you know, however old, trying to, well, I guess this is what this right. is. Right, yeah, yeah, right. And it sticks with you through yeah. adulthood. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have a baby with this person, but then you're going to be with that person. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You that's what the world looks like. Right. It is. <laughs> yeah. What the world looks like. So, in speaking about your uh, parents' observations and what they have taught you growing up, at what age did you think or or realize, like, uh-uh, this ain't right? <laughs> like, I have to have my own, even though my parents taught me these things or or I learned from observing these things, what, about what age do you feel like you were at a point to say, I think I have to do it Veronique's way or Veronique in God's way um, to get this right? It was definitely within the last couple of years um, because even though my mom taught me that men, you know, maybe didn't have the best intentions for me, she's a big lover. Mm. So because she taught me to love so hard, um, it backfired on me, yeah. but I had to realize, like, this is how I was taught to love. This is the kind of person I am, and um, being brought up as a Christian, being a believer, and knowing that God is love, I'm thinking I just have to continue to give and give and give, yeah. um, not understanding that that's not how this is supposed to go. Girl, I don't have you no know? water left in the wheelchair. <laughs> right, no water. Uh, <laughs> she giving blood at this point. Right. <laughs> Once I got um, to the place that I'm in now where I go, I've I've learned to go to God about um, how to navigate even my single season because I didn't have um, good examples around me of what that looked like. Um, And and again, I grew up as a believer, like my family's believers, everybody, you know says they love God and believe in God um, but it's a different thing to say it and, and to walk it yeah. and so having like so, strong solid, solid examples around me of people who actually exemplify what it looks like to live that way I, I didn't yeah. so it just became um, apparent to me as I got deeper into God's word to connect the fact that my examples were not necessarily God-centered examples Right. And so that's what kind of inspired me to to change up how I was doing singleness and really focus on doing it God's way. Yeah. yeah. And to give people, like, just an idea, which I'm sure a lot of people know because they probably walked through this, like, how many years, like, was that? Because I think sometimes, mm-hmm. like, when we see, especially, like, now that I'm seasoned in my 30s. <laughs> um, I'm just in my 20s. <laughs> listen, I'm not even going to go there. Okay. So... <laughs> I think that it could be easy because you know let's talk about like the older older generation they yeah. like to see the young people and be like oh nigga, uh. you know it's yeah. quick for us to pass judgment on on how we see people behaving not really realizing that it is rooted in so much like that we could never understand right um and that's a long time to be doing something mm-hmm. yes. one way and yeah then switch it and then try to pull yourself yeah. out of it yeah. So how many years would you say that you obviously birthed to whatever, like, lived in this cycle of foolishness, really? I feel like it was probably about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because as I 
the the place I'm in now in my singleness is not the place I was in in 2016 in my singleness. It's so good. Right? So it's like so because good. back then I was just trying to do stuff that made me feel better. Right. I didn't even know what it meant to just be by myself after having hmm. dated because granted high school and early college like I didn't have a boyfriend so I wasn't um, used to being in that role of a girlfriend or anything like that I didn't really get that kind of attention like talking about um but once I had my boyfriend and then going from having my boyfriend to not having a boyfriend it was like I had to kind of reconfigure some things like figure out who I am and just yeah. you know mm-hmm. discover myself and like I said go out there try to party drink whatever mm-hmm. experiment um to make myself feel better and none of it worked um but it was just this this process that I had to understand um, I feel like God was trying to get me back to him. And even like I said before, when I first broke up with my boyfriend, God led me to do that in 2016 because I started getting back into his word and like spending time with him. And somewhere along the lines, after finding out more information, my feelings got hurt. And so I was like, forget all this. I'm going back out here and do what I want to do. <laughs> and so it was a journey. I would, I would even call it a tug of war. It was like, yeah. okay, God's pulling me to do this, but I want to do it my way. Yeah. And so for years, I kind of went through that struggle of getting back focused on God, getting back into his word and his way and, and living out singleness his way. And then here come another dude, and now I'm back, you know doing whatever so it it has been a journey but I think really looking back in my journals was the like the final thing that let me see my past history and like wake me up to what could be if I just chose to let God rule my singleness yeah Mm. I just want to touch on two things and I know I'm gonna stop going back but this is so good like bro we do not have examples of just touching on what she said um, and taking her so long to figure out what it was that learning these, what it looked like to be in a relationship and just seeing um, a, a good example of mm-hmm. relationships. We don't have that. Yeah. We got the love and hip hops. We got the Will and Jada's mm-hmm. and August Alcina's. We got the, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? We have all these things driving in, in driving us in the world today about how it is to to be in a relationship and we don't have those great examples of, and I know I'm probably going black Twitter coming for me and all the Christians <laughs> and everybody else, but I'm about to say the Cosby show. I mean, they weren't perfect, but there was something that mm-hmm. was modeled to us on television that we could see a black family that was successful that had everyday problems mm-hmm. and figured it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so that was goals at one point, at least when I grew up, that mm-hmm. was goals to be. And then the second thing I want to say that it was very important that you said, like, in your singleness, you it was definitely important to know yourself. I think everybody knows, like, when you're going through a single season, yeah, you got to love yourself. You got to know yourself, hang out with yourself, mm-hmm. and do all these things. But you also have to grow. And you said you weren't the same person in 2016 yeah. that you were in 2018. And I think that's so important. Yeah, like, it don't make sense to be single for two years if you don't learn nothing. nothing right. Like, like it don't make sense to do a lot of things for any amount of time, and you don't come out different. having learned something. Yes, yes. even yeah. in this whole pandemic, racial tension led whatever time, whatever we, 2020, 2020 really, just 2020. <laughs> you better learn something in 2020, right? Like, whether you learn something new, whether you learn something about yourself, because yes. you know, we're not gonna pressure you to be at home knitting baskets and starting businesses, okay? Even <laughs> just for you, don't do it, right? Okay. <laughs> just jumping to reflect yes. over your life, um, and so that when the world starts again, you know, you can do something, yes. I think those points are so good. Um, and that's one thing, you know, I think churches, and that's a big statement because we can't speak for every church, but, you know, they do a great job of talking about, like, singleness. But I think a lot of times, too, it's, like, still pointed towards, like, moving towards marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a great job of talking to married couples. Right. But, like, let's do a better job at talking about really what is it like to, like, be single. single. Right. Mm-hmm. It Having just, dated wrong, like the the ups and downs that you go through, like Veronique just talked about, like so it's a struggle. Yeah, um, it is. And the beauty of really intimately knowing God, yes, because that makes the difference it in is. how you move forward. And so that kind of sounds like what you were alluding to is what really changed you. Yeah. And if that was it, like, what was that like? Because it's so hard to explain to people, like how you were saying, like, oh, I believe in God. 
it's different believing in God. It's different walking with God, but it's different like knowing Him like yeah. intimately, like mm-hmm. to the point where you do like you know I'm the only child. I'm single. I'm a lot of onlys, you know, in my <laughs> life. And um, but seriously, like the time that I was able to really focus on God, it got to the point I really felt like a tangible presence of Him. So doing things, even if I had to do them by myself, I never just like feel alone, even yeah. though I'm like physically alone. Like, just having that presence there. And I just think that's, like, another level that draws you. So, if you could speak a little bit to that from your experience. And then, how does that now, like, shape your mind about relationships? Um, I agree with you about um, having the presence of God in my life. And when we talk about even him being in the details, he's been there all along. And when it came to my singleness journey... He was the one that told me to get out of that relationship and be single. And every time I would try to pacify my wounds and just do whatever I felt like I wanted to do, it was still this tug of God on my heart to get back to him. And so, and finally looking at myself and evaluating my own life and saying, man, I've done it wrong so many times. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm tired of doing it wrong. Yeah, That's what really pushed me. um, You just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Seriously, what pushed me into focusing on God and and in that, it's just taught me so much. So when we look at the Bible, if we look at 1 Corinthians 7.34, it talks about how an unmarried woman is concerned with the things of the Lord, how Mm -hmm. to please him, how to be devoted to him in body and spirit. Um, but a married woman is, um, her interests are divided and it says the same for a man, but it's just interesting because so many times we, like you said, we look at singleness, um, influencers, pastors, churches, whoever look to singleness or talk about singleness in a way of like preparing for marriage. Mm -hmm. So you need to be doing all this stuff in your single season to like get ready for a husband. And I had that mindset for so long, even as early as this earlier this year um even as recently as earlier this year excuse me um where I was just like okay I need to get myself together because my husband gonna come you know and growing up my grandmother is all about you know keeping your body right because your man gonna want to look at your good body <laughs> my mom's like you need to learn how to cook because cooking is the way to the man's stomach and I'm like oh girl bye but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hungry though uh-uh. 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 you better go to your mama house <laughs> <laughs> okay but I will say you, you know Side note, side note, I, I can cook. I'm, you know, I've gotten much better with my cooking. Just so okay? y'all Just know. So y'all know. Yeah, she okay, but I'm I cooking for buy. me. All right. right. <laughs> I order. Or she's in your mama. I ain't cooking to get no man. I'm cooking because I like to cook. Right. And I think that that's the thing, you know, yeah. with singleness. Like, a lot of times it's pushed into single people to be doing all this stuff with the intent and the motives to get married instead of doing this stuff because you want to be happy or because yeah. you want to live a fulfilled life. Like, go heal up so you won't be bringing all that baggage into your relationship, mm-hmm. but not go heal up so that you can be whole and be healed in your singleness and so in this season of just being um being single and being focused on god getting into his word like i spoke about corinthians has been what has really helped me um understand how god is in it and where i went wrong in the past and how how i've chosen to do it differently and why that's so important yeah yeah that's good so it sounds like you've learned a lot in this little singleness uh, season or just in in your season and it hasn't been in vain. What would you say to date has been the biggest lesson? Um, I would say the biggest lesson has been... Um, She's like, which has one? Been, right? <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, it's been so many. But, That's okay, just pick one, child. <laughs> um, honestly, and I don't want to sound too cliche or too preachy on here because I feel like people need the real, um, but my real is, is preachy. Okay. And it's like, you know, I have tried it my way so many times. Done yeah. it my my way. I'm going to go pick a man. I'm going to tell, you know, God, this is who I chose. Mm-hmm. If he ain't right, okay, I'm going to teach him how to read this Bible. I'm going to teach him how to do this. We're going to get them together. And just bless realize, my mess. <laughs> right, bless, come on, bless my man. <laughs> and it's like, how many times are you going to hit your head up against this wall before you realize it's bleeding? Like, you yeah. got to do something different. And so the biggest lesson I have learned in, in all of this, and even – with getting becoming single and becoming focused on God, deciding to go in, on a celibacy journey, and then meeting somebody, and then wasting eight months with that person, wasting five months with the next person, and in between doing it all over again, like taking time back with God, getting back on track. It's like 
I had to keep repeating that cycle. And so finally I understand like, I can't be running this. Like I cannot control Mm -hmm. um, my singleness or my dating life. Like I have to take those things to God. And so I feel like that's the biggest lesson that I've learned in this is just understanding that God has to be involved in it. He has to be in the details. He has to be a part of it. Because so many times we want to just run out there and please flesh and just do what we want to do. I want a man today. Let's go get me one. Like I can go anywhere and find me one. You know, somebody, anybody. But that's not what God has for us. And we waste a lot of time when we out here doing the stuff that he doesn't have for us so that's been like the biggest lesson I've learned I say just making sure that I'm putting him first and keeping him first because side note on this um, every time a different guy has come to distract me um, it has it hasn't been until like I'm back on track with God so like I'm mm. back focused yeah. back reading my Bible mm. going to church actually living out the word or doing yeah. my very best to do so and then boom mm. they come another dude and I'm yeah. like now I'm thrown off. It's like a ripple effect. Now, you know, that's over. I got to crawl back and fix it up with God. And it happens again. So just understanding, like, okay, when God is ready to send my husband, whoever this fine man is. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Y'all try. Come on, fine. Lord, three fine men. Three fine men. Okay. We're going to do the wedding like, this man is fine. Don't be swooning over my husband now. Right, like, <laughs> we, know, we know they making a baby tonight. Honeymoon baby, okay? Honeymoon baby, child. Honeymoon baby, don't waste no weeds. Yes, come on, honeymoon twins. I receive it. Child. But when I think about it. He's going to pray the house down. Can we get a man to make that ministry fine and pray? Like for the dudes? Come on, kids. Let's trade market, girls. Okay. You'll be knocking out. No, no, we'll be knocking out. Right, for that right. I just feel like whenever he comes into my life, he will yeah. not be a distraction. Right. He won't. I feel like we're going to be able to meet each other. We're going to be able to push each other. We're going to be able to continue walking yeah. in the purposes that God has for us without rearing me way over to the left somewhere like these other guys have done and that's a clear example that a man is not for you if he getting you off the word of god if he's not pushing you closer to god in in that yeah. way like whoa red flag what are we Ooh, doing that's the word that's the word sis. Yeah. yeah and i would even say greater than that word is a revelation that no we don't need distractions but we don't we also don't need to be so easily distracted that's good and that is the point i think god wants us to get yes like because we we like to put the ball in everybody court but our own sometimes <laughs> you my like, lord you sent these six packs <laughs> okay <laughs> this right now you know i could be doing bible study i have oh, to be lord. studying him Ooh, like the child. lord knew that right <laughs> whatever that temptation there's an escape child there is an escape <laughs> Hey, baby. But that was his <laughs> he was seeing to see. Now, Kendalyn, if you say you buy my business, right. on, let me see if you still really be about it. Yeah. Right. And that's I think true. that's the point in which, mm-hmm. you know, any of us, because I, <laughs> listen, okay, your girl, didn't, never mind. The point is, <laughs> like, we have to say, check yourself. Yes. Know? Check yourself before you continue to go down the rabbit hole, but it's hard. It right? is hard. Because they be fine. They but bigger hard. than them being fine, you want to be loved. Yes, right. you do. And, and you I think they're going to do it. I can add one yeah. more thing to that because yeah. I feel like, you know, for me, that's what it was. Like, I had to take responsibility in my distractions. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in a place where I'm like, mm, I'm not really interested in dating. If it happens, it happens. But yeah. I feel like... This is probably very weird, but I feel like when when I'm supposed to date, I'm gonna know that. Like yeah. I just feel yeah, like I just feel weird. like That's I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm gonna have it, you know, confirmed to me in my spirit, and it's gonna, you yeah. know, be a go. But any old body that just comes around the block and saying, "Hey, let's go," no, yeah. you know, because I can't. And I yeah. feel like I've learned now to pick up on and to even discern um, the distractions before yeah. I allow them into yeah. my space. And if I don't pick up on them, I've seen guys snatch them out the way. So, right. Hey, you have that crime. You could be doing a Michael Jordan cry, like, why I just snatch them? Right. Lord be like, you, you know. know. You know why I snatch them. You know. You be like, dude, you don't even pray. Right. Where am I go with you? Right. No. Pray on my sanity is what you're doing. Right. <laughs> but I think the more we have these conversations, and we were talking earlier about dependency, and I think that's a piece too because you, then you have to ask yourself like where really is my relationship with God that when I get into a relationship is it's only sustained if the other person has one mm. that 
is no good. It's not right? Because it, it needs to go, listen, I don't care. You could be a drug dealer and a thug or whatever, but I'm still going to be up here praising the Lord. I'm not going to be with you. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, wait a minute. We get what you're saying, but wait a minute. Versus being like, <laughs> too far. Right? <laughs> Versus being like, let me get up here and run this for you. Let me cut it up, roll it up, whatever. You know, I don't really know what happened. She said, let me cut it up, roll, roll it up. up. Kid, that ain't kid right. on 10. That ain't right. Movies, it's not life experience. Girl, I'm just saying because that's your choices, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you're right. He, they you're right. Let me tell you, men are attracted to wholesome women. They are. They want a good Christian mm-hmm. woman that's gonna cook and clean. And I think it's entertaining things. for some of them, I like the too. ones who want to abuse it, not the yeah. men who yeah. really, you know. So for them, they'll come after you. Oh, oh, she a good woman. I'm oh, she go to church. Uh-huh. I'm a get in. They say, you know, you got, you know, I'm not going to say goals at the bottom because that could be a fashion statement. But now you're running, you know, something at your house, you know, with the dude. <laughs> because sure. you have just forgot about Bible soda on Wednesday night. And come now we're looking for you in a daytime with a flashlight. And it's just not there because that relationship with God wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it is, that conviction kicks your butt. It does. You know day one. Okay? Um, you just ignore it. That's on us, child. Right. Who child we be knowing and we just be disobedient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, you sure you can't fix them? Right. Like, I'm just going to keep talking to them for a couple more days. Okay. You just let me know. You the creator of the universe. Right. Hey, you can't do, <laughs> you can't do this? that? Come on now. This small fries. <laughs> <laughs> so, in that, let's talk about the real part of this is, you know, when you're single for an extended period of time, because listen, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that a person who was single for like a month or two doesn't have a story. But listen, uh, uh-uh. it mm-hmm. hit different <laughs> when you single for about four, five, six, ten, ten twelve years. Oh, yeah, like forty-one. Yeah, <laughs> it hits differently, and so what? You know, although, listen, you trust in God, you believe in God, we know that piece, but there's still a human piece to that. Where fear does kick in, doubt does kick in. What are the things that you fear still about singleness um, or even walking into your next season? Um, If anything. I will say the thing that had given me some fear, and and I've worked through it quite a bit, but the test won't come until I'm actually in that situation. Because it's so easy to say how we prepare for something until it it comes out. Ooh, Um, these walls could talk. Not these actual walls, but some walls I haven't been a part of. (laughs) Mm, My God. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just telling y'all the truth. But, like, coming to a place of, like, independence Mm. and contentment and just being satisfied with myself it's like when a person comes into my space now like how am I gonna handle that like how am I gonna do with submission and like being welcoming of love is one of my fears like how will I handle that now that I've Mm. journeyed into this singleness thing and and found the missing pieces of myself and the voice that I was trying to fill with men have been filled with God so now it's like okay Mm. when a person comes into my life like where you going what we doing um and then the other part of that is like still um that thing that kind of implanted itself in my mind in childhood that I feel like I have worked through quite a bit um this idea that relationships don't last and even Mm. in seeing I mean I can see friends family members and I love love so Mm -hmm. I can see all these people get married get engaged or whatever um, have babies and I'm so happy for them like in the yeah. most genuine way um, and it's just always this thing in the back of my mind though that's like man I hope they last mm-hmm. I hope they last especially if they have a baby before they're married and I'm yeah. like because that was that was my parents story so I'm like man I hope they stay together for them you know yeah. for each other and for the babies I hope they work it out but um, I say all that to say I feel like that'll be a bit of a, a challenge for me just being able to accept and, and, and no, especially because I know that God is going to bring my husband and I together. Um, his word says, what well, he has put together, what well, he has joined together, let no, no man Because yeah. no they try pride, sometimes, so. but you come in with the, come on, the full and, armor of God and shut that down. Shut it down. And I feel like I'm definitely going to have to um, be in prayer about that more, especially when it comes time for me to be mm-hmm. pursued in that way. Um, but yeah, those are really my, my, my fears, I will say, but... 
as I know, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, sure love, and a sound mind. But when it comes to just dating period or just being single um, for an extended period of time, because I have, it has taught me a lot of stuff. And I've just been more open to learning what God is trying to do in this season. And one of the things I feel like he's been doing in my life is teaching me to be um, more transparent. Mm-hmm. So more transparent about um, my wild phases, my sex phases, my pacifying phases or whatever. And just like letting people know, like, you're not alone in this because I've experienced that too in my singleness. I've experienced the rebellion um, because a lot of times we try to shame other people for their sins or be shamed by our own sins. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to share this with anybody. It's embarrassing. And it yeah. is. I mean, there yeah. have been embarrassing moments in my life, but because I know that God has used them all and he's working all of them together for the good, not only of me, but the good of the people who will be inspired by the stories. He's really been pulling it out of me to share. So when it comes to people who have been single for longer periods of time, surely they have more to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those voices need to be elevated and amplified a little bit because we don't hear them. Yeah. yeah. That was... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I just love that you pointed out your fears because those are mm-hmm. not my fears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would guess that they're probably not Brandy's and Brandy's aren't mine. And so uh, to pull in your point of being transparent, there's somebody who needs to know how to work through those specific issues. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of times um, in singleness, you probably get like this blanket thing. Oh, all single people probably fearing this, that yeah. they'll never get chosen. Yeah. Well, no, like I believe I'm going to get chosen, but my, my issue is once I do, yeah. then can I accept it? Yeah. Will I think I'm good enough? Will mm-hmm. I be able to, you know, work through these things? And I think we need spaces to help, uh, Christian spaces, yeah. to help talk through those things yeah. and how those things are possible. Because it is easy when you're single for a long listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you're single for a long time and you and you know what you know and the Lord has strengthened you and you meet somebody, you be like, so what you going to do? Right. <laughs> and the Lord is like, calm down. Right. right. Take okay. it back. Like, right. He just asked you to move. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you going to waste my time? Or? Right. You be coming out the gate. Like, fire right. the guns. Right. <laughs> I like that. Um, I think and when we first met you, you talk, we talked um, for a good piece about just having these single spaces and just the transparency about it because mm-hmm. we oftentimes see people mm-hmm. on these platforms that go from single to married and mm-hmm. it's like you're doing all the things that married people do and you don't talk about the things or the struggles yep. that you went through while in in your single season and it's just like you said like you're shunned or you if someone doesn't know how to navigate that as in um what it was like to be a leader or be um abstinence the abstinence piece the hanging out like Veronique you and I um I I think we favor one another that I'm a Christian but I like to have fun Mm -hmm. girl I like music I like hanging out with my friends like I'm not sitting I mean I read my bible but I ain't about to do that all day and I ain't covered up from head to toe like (laughs) I'm traveling the world I, I will be reading it all day sometimes. So don't right. Right. But sometimes yeah, I mean, need to be in that yeah. place all day. Yeah, yeah. there are times. Yeah, there but, are all day. But, baby, it's the summertime. <laughs> the when outside open back up. I'm getting on me a plane and I'm going to be on the beach. Come on. And I'm I am going. going to be living my best God fear in life. Better and, best, like, I would love to have um, a platform or just someone to look at that is living this kind of life that I can have an, as an example. So I love that that you want to be an example for someone mm-hmm. um, in this day and age for that because you can be single, saved, and live life. Like, you don't fun. have to like, be. Yes. They put such an emphasis on marriage. Yes. Like, like I said before, like, it's like a training ground. Like, yeah. you got to get ready for marriage. And even when we talk about these influencers, like, oh, I speak about it so much because <laughs> I feel like I love me some some Christian influencers. Yeah. You know, these people we look up to, aspire to be like, et cetera. And now we got to qualify um, Christian because we do, we, some we of gotta, it is question. The ones who, yeah, Ooh, let's, let's talk about the ones who, who live in it. At least. I mean, we don't know no, what they're doing behind closed doors. Lord, said, don't but, be trying to figure it out. Right, okay. we, I, ain't, I ain't digging too deep, but I <laughs> will <laughs> say. Shady Keith. Candace, like, let's pick and choose. But seriously, you know, we look up to these people and are inspired by them. 
um, a lot of times they don't talk about their singleness yeah. until they're married. Correct. So it's like a flashback of when I was in my thought phase, right. when I was doing this. You, you know, know what that look like? Right. 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 Exactly. But now that you're wed, it's like a safe ground. Right. Like I can be transparent right. now because right. I've been chosen. You know, like I've made it to the finish line. Right. And it's like. Can we not live those fulfilled, transparent lives in singleness and let people know, like, you're not alone. You got somebody else that's been through this or is going through this with you. But also that there is hope in singleness. Like, the the end goal is not let me get married so that I can be transparent or so I can live fulfilled and purposeful. Um, But I can do that in my singleness, too. And marriage is not like... The, the grand trophy right. that you win, like, oh, now I'm married, so I've achieved everything I'm going right. to achieve in life. You know, you're still an individual person, and I feel like when we make this, when we put marriage on such a pedestal and idolize it so much, being wives, being mothers, all that kind of stuff, it creates this dissatisfaction in our lives when we don't have it, and the longer we don't have it, I think that dissatisfaction just grows and grows. Um, but when we get to a place where we understand, like, I can be happy now. I can be happy in my singleness. Right. I can be fulfilled in my singleness. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, why it's so important to be healed and be whole in our singleness. Of course, so we, we don't want to take the baggage into the relationship, but that shouldn't be the motive behind being healed. The motive right. should be that I want to be the very best person that God has called me to be, and I can't yeah. do this holding on to all this this hurt, this baggage, or yeah. whatever. And so just we need to shift the narrative to understanding that singleness is not such a bad thing people label it like i have people i follow that always talk about singleness sucks and and recently it's like i'm seeing it everywhere and i'm like whoa where y'all living (laughs) in because i'm i'm enjoying my my life and i get it you know we do have these desires to be married and these desires um to be with another person because we were built for that. Yeah. I just think we have to remember to allow God to orchestrate that in our lives and and ask him in the season that while we're single, however long that may be, what is he trying to do in that? Right. Like, what is it that, have we even asked God or have we made ourselves become more content the longer we have to wait or whatever circumstances come with that? I yeah. think it's important to involve God in all parts of it yeah definitely don't want to miss those moments and also be considerate that everybody doesn't want to be married yeah like like, that may not be xyz's goal in life to be married and i want to follow an influencer that is showing me that a life of singleness isn't miserable yes (laughs) and back in the day though that's the kind of like I feel like that was the expectation. Like, yeah. you have to get married. Mm-hmm. And so, that's where it comes from. Yeah. And so, I think a better um, road to push is purpose yes. and who you are. Like, we were having a conversation yesterday, and it's just like, in the time when you're single, that's when you're supposed to uncover who you are, all yeah. the glory of, like, who God made you to be. Because what you want now Everybody don't want this, but I am of the belief that you should want a purpose partner. Yes. Um, and so once you connect with them, it's like, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the universe yeah. has blown up. And then you can move forward and purpose that God has you all. And if you do it before your time, before you're even prepared. Yeah. So, and that could look like um, you marrying somebody who has a large platform or already has this huge business or something. You come in as a support piece Mm -hmm. and you having to navigate and learn how to be that support piece so when you get that actual role it's like preparing for a job you know um or it could mean that you're coming in with somebody and you're partnering to do something i mean it's all partnership but you know what i mean like it's something so specific that i think when we seek god that god is trying to get us to see and be prepared for Mm -hmm. is that you almost want to start to appreciate that more that you're giving me time yes to be the best version of myself so that when you give me this husband of course it won't be perfect yes because Mm -hmm. we're human but we'll be ready right yes we'll be ready for you know i'm I'm not surprised like this this man isn't bigger than life to me because i'm built like to help push this agenda forward or or whatever it is and we don't give ourselves time to even prepare for what god is trying to connect and i believe like i said last night it it really a part of it too is the enemy yeah Yeah. trying to keep you from being connected to your purpose partner yeah i wonder how many people are married to the wrong person Hmm. yeah hmm that's a word, and yeah. that's a, that's something to think about because yeah. them obstacles, them obstacles coming. Hmm. They like, I mean, we all think it's all glitz and glamour and gold, and it is like the engagement, yeah. the wedding, the 
the um, no, that's just the preliminary. The preliminary right, stuff right. you gotta do to, okay, to get to the meet. Right, right, right. That's yeah. just the study session. The exam <laughs> session. is coming. Do you hear me? But, and it is not. And at that point, with marriage, it's not like a, a bow out phase. Like right, you, you gotta stick that you gotta thing st- out. You gotta stick it out. And the in the tests are coming. The tests are coming, and you gotta sink or swim. So I would definitely be much more Mm -hmm. wanting to be prepared for the exam as opposed to going in, you know, that quick little one hour (laughs) trying to cram cram session. The first 10 things I cram. Can't even pray myself out of this one. (laughs) Listen, that's a word because people trying today to do that. And obviously, you know, we want people to be prosperous and prayer can change. I mean, God can can bless your mess if he chooses to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think the story we have to tell ourselves as singles is like, I'm I'm in preparation. Like yeah. this is important. This season is. is so important. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to rush through it, yes. yeah. And now, my yeah, go ahead. No. My friend, my good friend Ashley and I, we talk every day. And um, hey, hey Ashley, Ashley, Ashley girl, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because she's gonna listen. Um, but that's one of the biggest things of both of us right now. Like we're literally in a, a season where we're like, um, God is preparing us, and and it's it's shifted because both of us have went through our individual phases about you know idolizing marriage wanting to be yeah, married and, yeah. and, and using preparation as a means to get married like i'm gonna cook clean whatever mm-hmm. um but now we're like no god is preparing me for purpose in this season and what he's doing in my life is starting to show fruit and so mm-hmm. um in that the things that he's my my prayer that I pray literally pretty much every day, especially when I'm journaling, is God remove any and every part of me that's not like you and bring mm-hmm. you to me, like make mm-hmm. me into your image. And it's just so important, I think, for us to understand that we are preparing for marriage, but that shouldn't be the motive yeah. um, in our singleness because mm-hmm. we're not just preparing for that. We're preparing for purpose. We're preparing for everything, any relationship that we have. And so just... Um, taking heed of that and really, really letting that guide our singleness, I think is is very helpful. So I love what y'all said about prepping. prepping. Yeah, I think you're preparing. It, we're preparing for purpose. We're here for purpose. Yeah. You come into a world of sin. I think a veil is on, covered on all of us, and we have to. Life is supposed to help us uncover that, mm-hmm. and that's where you have you know, principalities of darkness and then you have light, you know, mm-hmm. the light trying to pull you back to like, you know, I always think of it and I probably told the story before. It's like, you were an angel baby talking to God and God was like, I'm sending you down there. Like he told you the whole plan. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as you're in your mother's room, like it you goes away because you yeah. forget because that's just how, like how it will work. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you come into the world and the world is supposed to help you nurture that your parents, yeah. your teachers, your, your friends. And then you wake up and you're like, Oh my God, you know, but there's still darkness, so we got to navigate all of this to finally get to it. Yeah. And so you're nurturing purpose, period. And just is marriage a part of your purpose? Right. That's just a question. It's mm-hmm. not a separate thing. It's, yeah. Is it in is this? Is it in there? Yep. Yeah. That's good. So I guess, you know, as we get to wrap it up, um, is there anything that in this season God has revealed to you that you're sure probably, well, you can't really say that, but wasn't revealed to you before this season that you're like, Yes, I needed this. Um, yeah, like I've spoke briefly about it, but really just this idea of pacifying myself, filling my voids with men, filling parts of me um, that were not nurtured in childhood or just young adulthood or whatever, just mm-hmm. depending on other people to feel that in me um, was something that I carried with me through every situationship. Like, yeah. always looking for something, another person to validate me and to complete me even. And I feel like God has, allowing him to really take over this season has grown me in such a way where he has healed me from the things that I craved from other people. So mm-hmm. this attention, I don't need that anymore. This validation, I don't need that anymore. And I, I feel like it'll be very helpful once I'm, you know, in a relationship and can come back eventually and say, oh, yeah, you're, it, I was healed. I didn't take that into my my marriage. But for now, even in my singleness, I'm able to see the fruits of that and the importance of, you know, getting back to spending time with him and how he's just 
unfolding my purpose even before my eyes like when I look at favorite and fabulous or my new job or whatever the things that God is is working in me and doing in me these are accomplishments that are absent of another person Mm -hmm. so him teaching me that that there doesn't need to be a dependency or a idolization of having somebody else because the work that he wants to do in me he's going to do in me by myself and then like you said with this purpose partner I appreciate that Ken I love that I'm gonna use that forever now Um, (laughs) when he brings my purpose partner into my life like we're going to propel and purpose together and and I'm just thankful to God for basically snatching me up because Mm, that journal looking (laughs) looking in that journal and really seeing my life flash before my eyes or be presented before my eyes um it, it was real to me it because it was what I wrote is what I was really living what I was really going through and it really changed my life and I'm thankful that God did that because I probably would still be in the same cycles there's a song by Jonathan McReynolds called Cycles yes. and I love it yes Jonathan McReynolds is my favorite. I love yes. him so much yeah. but I mean that was my life yeah Satan yeah. wants to keep us in these cycles and I feel like God needed an opportunity to come in and so I know people who have been single and um like bounce from one relationship to the next relationship and I just wonder you know if if any of you listening have done that and I've I've done that too so I'm not speaking from a judging perspective I'm speaking from a transparent perspective but in those things it's like I was looking for something if I didn't get it in this relationship and it had to end then I'm going on to another one situation mm-hmm. shift and I'm going on to another entanglement yeah. <laughs> you know like still looking for these things mm-hmm. but it's like once I finally took a minute to like cut off all that stuff and just step back and let God, you know, take over that. He's been able to show me parts of myself that needed to be healed and made whole, but also um, just has made me into a better person because of it. And I think it's so important for us to take time to be by ourselves in our singleness. Don't try to fill yourself up with another person and run from um, really unpacking and healing the parts of you that may need some attention. Yeah. So, okay. This was so good. Um, Yes. So my last question is, and I think you've given us so much um, to take, especially somebody who's fresh in this season, but what is your elevator pitch to like a young woman who is um, deciding to control it or let God have it? So you're like, literally like you're on the elevator with a young woman and y'all coming from the twenty flow down and she briefly explains like what she's going through. And you have like 15 seconds <laughs> to give her something that will make her go either way. Like, what's your elevator pitch? Oh, that's a, oh, Ken, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, honestly, to be completely transparent, I would just be real with her and say, Look, you can keep on running around that bush, you know, keep on going around that bush. <laughs> you mountain. ain't gonna find no ram in you that keep, one. Right? <laughs> it's a monkey. You know, you have to. <laughs> honestly, three words do it different. Do yeah. it different. You got to decide to do it different. If you have been doing the same thing over and over and over, even if you haven't, I mean, you might have just had one mess up, one bad experience in your dating life. It might not have been a consistent thing for you. So you might feel like, well, I ain't done it 10 times. So I can do it again. No, no, no. If you've done it wrong <laughs> or if you've seen it done wrong, right. learn from that too. Mm-hmm. And um, just understand, like, if you keep trying to control it, it's, it's going to lead to nothing. You have to allow God to control it. You have to give it to God. And, and it might, you know, be sucky to wait. You might, you know, have some lonely days or some lonely nights or whatever, but it's so worth it in the end. And I'm speaking on this. I ain't even got no husband yet, child, but mm-hmm. I coming. just know. He coming with his fine self. Fine. 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 <laughs> this is so good. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's exactly yes. why she do was. Do it different. Yes, do it different. That's like exactly that. why she was made for the, the new position she was in because that communication and marketing is going to be be stick because she just did that 15 minute elevator pitch and I would definitely take that advice I'm gonna do it different girl if you saying so I'm I'm about it do it different and that's one of those that listen we might need to talk online about do it different that's what <laughs> like you know how Nike has just do, do it that's it, one of those yeah. things that stick with you yeah yeah, yeah do it different I did a whole I did a, a I did a um a podcast episode on it too do it different mm-hmm. we gotta do we we gotta stop doing it the same yeah. we have to that's yeah. that's in taking our you would just say we gotta take our responsibility Building our distractions. Yes. Come on, you got to do something different. You've been doing the same way. And that's in 2020 is forcing us. The year of vision is forcing yeah. the world yes. to do everything different. Everything. That's everything. Good. Yeah. No stones left unturned. Everything got to change. Well, listen, girl. What? 
Man, I can't even end it. Right. I can't even end it. Okay, real quick, tell us about uh, your podcast, where you can be found um, on social media, all that stuff. Okay, um, I can be found on social media at Veronique Bailey. It's spelled V as in victory, E R I N I Q U E B A I L E Y. Um, favorite and fabulous podcast new episodes every wednesday we have a prayer call that's being moved to mondays so you can follow us on instagram at favorite and fabulous underscore on facebook at favorite and fabulous oh prayer calls at 7 a.m um on monday mornings and um also you can listen to the podcast on apple and spotify um weekly episodes good content that's pretty much all I have. <laughs> yay, yay! Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Well, one more thing. Oh, I didn't get to say thank you, but I'm so grateful for y'all. Like, oh, honestly, like y'all said, it's so good to have new friends, but I have been praying for, you know, good godly friendships and spiritual mothers and big sisters and things. So I'm just thankful to God for bringing y'all into my life in the way that it happened because, like, who would have known? Right. <laughs> like, right. Um, thank you, Zoom. <laughs> And um, thank y'all for having me on today. Thanks for this conversation. Yes. And I hope that whoever's listening to this gets something out of our um, testimonies and, and yeah. the things that we've shared and just lets God write your life. Like, whatever he wants to happen, I just pray that we all learn to yield to him mm-hmm. and know that he is in the details. Yes. yes. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. We hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. And until then, remember, God is in the details.